Hello there, and thanks for watching or listening to VIP Boxing's Bell to Bell podcast, episode 128. We know you either watch us on YouTube, iTunes, Spotify. Thanks very much. And if you could subscribe to VIP YouTube, that would be fantastic. You'll see all the action live from all our fights. And you will even see plenty on there. But tonight's special guest, who I'm about to introduce here in a second or two, you know me, Steve Lillis. And as always, I'm with John Evans. John, we all good there? Yeah, everything's good, Steve. Well, tonight's special guest, some of you may well recognise, he's uh, an unbeaten flyweight, doing well, going very well indeed. Had a fantastic win at the weekend over Steve Jackson. Four and zero. Samir Aftab, the, um, the flyweight king of Bolton at the moment. How are you, Samir? Not too bad, Steve. What an introduction. Yeah. Thank you for having me on. And uh, thank you, John. Thank you both of you for having me on this week. Yeah, brilliant to see you. And uh, as I say, um, we were talking before we come on and Steve Wood was telling me how he's going to give you a big push now. You're not just a good fighter. You sell 80 ringside tickets. He must love you, Woody. Yeah, um, I always joke around with Steve. I always tell him, I'm your favourite auntie. I'm your favourite auntie. And... Uh, you know what? He's looking after me like I'm his favourite as well. He's kept me really, really busy and I can't thank him enough. And just to, just tell us a bit about, you know, we're going to talk about the flyweight division, one of your topics later on, but tell us about um, your own career. Um, you had a great win against, well, not, not quite a great win, but perhaps would it be your best performance against Steve Jackson on Saturday night? Because he came to fight and you both had a fight, particularly in that third round. Yeah, I, I believe definitely it was definitely my best performance by far, and uh, uh, I, I'm glad Steve Jackson come for it and it created the openings. It was and it, it enabled me to look really good. I found my counters and my speed was on point. My timing was there, so I'm glad he come for it. And yeah, definitely my best performance, and uh, I'm just looking to build on it now. And no, we're going to see you next December nine, your first six round and the bill. Ahmed in the opposite corner, isn't it? Yeah, Nabil Ahmed. Uh, just had a quick watch of him as well, and and uh, hopefully I can do the same and look good in this uh, first six rounder of mine. So if I can look good and hopefully, you know, I'm hitting harder, I'm really fast. They won't see the punches coming, and hopefully, hopefully we can get our first stoppage as well. That um, moving up to six rounds in your fifth fight, Samir. That. That's important for flyweights, isn't it? Because your chances and your opportunities come earlier than in other divisions, don't they? So you've got to start building up to a championship distance really as quick as you can. Exactly that, John. Exactly that. Look, we're not in the game to... Even though being a British champion is a phenomenal achievement, I'd love to win that belt myself, but I'm not in this game just to be a British champion. I want to be a world champion. And yeah, like you said, the flyweights get moved fast and... Uh, and Steve Woods is doing exactly that. Right. All right. Then we'll fire on with a pod. We'll talk more about flyweights later on. You know how it <laughs> works. John rings it. John gets angry after three minutes. We have to edit it out <laughs> some weeks. Uh, Lee Hogan, our editor, he has to edit it out because John gets pretty angry if you go on after three minutes. He looks mild-mannered, but there's a bad dude in there. And, you know, you see a picture on Instagram on his big red motorbike. You see what a madman he can be. Is it true? <laughs> Madman on the roads. <laughs> right, all right. Round one, and you're going to start us off this week, John. What's your first topic? Is that the Jennings Gym, I believe? Yeah, Michael Jennings Gym. I think they deserve a, a big shout out. But they're probably one of the more under the radar gyms. Well, they have been one of the more under the radar gyms probably until the last six months. 
But what a run of professional form run. We had Mark Jeffers beating Zach Shelley. We had Jack Cullen knocking out Mark Efron. And then at weekend, Dan Catlin knocking out Jack Kilgannon. Um, that's not even mentioning the amateur achievements they have. You know, it's a, a thriving amateur gym as well, isn't it? Yeah. Um, Mikey's one of the people you listen to, isn't he? If Mike says there's going to be a result, your ears prick up. and But, you know, you take notice of it because it doesn't talk crap, Mike. And Dave's just the same. Very no-nonsense. Go about the work quietly with no fanfare, no fuss. But the results are proving like just how good trainers and just what a good gym that is. They seem to have like a stranglehold on middleweight and super middleweight at the minute. But um, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing who else comes out at that gym. Yeah, and that just the amateurs, all three of them, Jeffers, Cullen and Catlin, who we saw at the weekend, um, there was all underdogs, you could argue, as well, which makes those achievements even more phenomenal. Um, are you familiar with them, Samir? Yeah, I'm um, really familiar with, obviously, Jack Cullen being with both from Bolton. And you know what? The whole town was buzzing for him. Everyone got right behind him. Look, um, we know about... Uh, who did he box again? Mark, Mark Efron. We know about Mark Efron. Really strong lad. He's uh, trained by um, Joe Gallagher, who's a well-respected coach himself. He would have set up a really, really good game plan. And, and um, they would have went into the fight really confident. But Jack Cullen pulled it off, didn't he? What a shot. What a left hook. And we're all just really buzzing for him. He brought that British tile back to Bolton, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. Do you think a lot of that's down to the Jennings camp, what they've done with him, especially after his European title loss, when it all went wrong that night for everyone in that camp, it would have been? Yeah, you know what? Obviously, credit where it's due. Big, big, big shout out to uh, Jennings, Jim. You know, they've done a, oh, clearly they've done a phenomenal job with him as well. And, and you know what? Just you got to take, you got to take your hat off to people like that and give credit where it's due. It's not only Jack Cullen, like you said, it was the other lads from the gym as well. They're really buzzing at the moment, so we should give them their flowers as well. Yeah, we've got back uh, just a few years as well. Scott Fitzgerald upsetting Fowler Fitzgerald. was yeah. a great fighter who, sadly, it's all gone, hasn't it? But they've got a record for producing underdogs. And also, I am assuming the teaching stop class because they're turning out heavy punches as well, aren't they? The right hand that Dan Catling threw against Kilgannon, it, it was out of a textbook, wasn't it? It couldn't have been any more perfect. Yeah, and he... he Pulling that left hook he timed Heffron with, he, they're getting everything perfect at the moment. Yeah, he, he just went... He, he was almost as if he knew that um, he wouldn't move away from the right hand either. He had to move to the right, but was just walking into it. But no, fantastic um, achievement by that, Jim. And it's nice that you brought them up, John, to give them some kudos. And... Uh, but perhaps off to you, John Evans, for bringing them up and bringing them to people's attention. Yeah, definitely. Oh, well, big respect to John as well. You know what? You've got to give people credit. Boxing is not an easy sport, not just for the boxers, but for the coaches and, and everyone behind it as well. So, big up bringing that up, John, and well done to them as well. Right, round two, we're going to big up to you now, Samir. You're going to talk about Sam, Sonny Edwards. Uh, I don't know whether you... We, we, Sonny's a bit of a Marmite fighter to a lot of people. I like him. I know John likes him. You know, do you like him as a person, a fighter, or are you one of these guys who want to conquer him? No, 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 no. Look, obviously, I've got ambitions to be a world champion, but I, 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 I admire Sonny Edwards. I'd, I'd go as far to say I look up to him, and, and the way he boxes, look, he hits and he doesn't get hit. That's the aim of boxing. That's the name of boxing. And uh, he does it to a T. He does it in his own way. It's different to Mayweather, where Mayweather was in that finish hell style and make you miss in that way. Sonny Edwards, he'd move around. A lot of good footwork, a lot of hand defences, a lot of head movement himself. 
I just think he's 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 a he's a master boxer, and I really 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 like his style. Yeah, this fight with uh, Bam Bam is going to be something else, isn't it? This is a real a real top level fight. The winner goes on the pound for pound lists, and the the best fighter in one of the classic divisions. You know, it's style versus style. You've got Mover against one of the best guys in the world at cutting the ring down. It's a true 50-50. I, I can't wait for it. It's one of the fights I'm looking forward to most this year. What do you reckon about that one, Sammy? Honestly, honestly, you said it exactly how I feel. I can't wait for that. I'm a big fan of Jesse Rodriguez as well. Do you know what? His brother's a really good fighter as well. He's a southpaw. He boxes. He looks up to Lomachenko. And if you watch him fight, he boxes like Lomachenko. The angles he creates, he punches really, really hard. I wouldn't go as far as to say he's boxer versus puncher because um, even though Sonny doesn't play as hard as Jesse Rodriguez, I think that kind of like discredits Jesse's boxing ability. It's not boxer versus puncher. It's kind of it's boxer versus box puncher in my opinion. And and you know what? I'm just looking forward to that fight. I'm I'm sat on the fence. I, some days you'll ask me. Who do you think is going to win? I said, oh, I don't know. Do you know what? I think Jesse Rodriguez. But other days I said, nah, do you know, Sonny's footwork, Sonny's uh, ability and his agility, he'll, he'll see him his way through it and uh, he'll win the fight. But honestly, I don't have a clue. I don't know who's going to win that fight. That's what makes it a great fight. I think that's why everyone's looking forward yeah. to it. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't matter who wins and loses either, does it? You know, it's, oh, well, fingers crossed, in an ideal world, it's a tremendous fight and we get one of those old, classic flyweight yeah. trilogies that we got with with uh, you know a chocolatito and a strada and stuff because sunny and sunny and bam are both good enough to pull something like that off yeah you know yeah, what sorry go on scores to me you're the flyweight you talk mate yeah. people want to hear no, you more I, than me uh john john just touched on it it, it's, it doesn't matter who wins and loses i'm i'm glad you said that as well john because what it's about is really about the best fighting the best and we don't see that enough in boxing so credit to both them fighters as well that they're getting it on. Hopefully they get it on two, three times and they mix it up with the likes of Estrada and Chocolatito and all the other great flyweights. I hope the best fight the best. That's that's all it's about. We need to see that more in boxing. Yeah. We hope we're on time there, John. Round three now. Um, yeah, my first topic is about the pressure that I've got to get Samir and John on this, obviously. Um, promoters, you know, when they hype kids as the next great thing. Now I've read an interview with Frank Warren today that made me bring this up this morning. I think it was on Boxing Social where Frank was saying, you know, he won't rush um, Moses Itamar, but this man is going to be the future of the heavyweight division. And we're in this world now where, and it's quite sad, um, this social media world where if a promoter says that, there's people almost wanting that person to fall because the promoter they might not like has made that comment. And I think it's just that the, the era in there. And I wonder if promoters should step back from saying this stuff. I know hype's needed in boxing, but I wonder if it does them any favours or do you think, what do you think of the hype game, Samir, where when a promoter says you're the next big thing? I mean, if, if Steve Wood, he's not that sort of guy, but went and said, I've got Samir Aftab in two years' time, he's going to end Sonny Edwards' reign. How would you feel that pressure? Because there'll be people wanting you beat because the promoter said that. In my first opinion. of all, first of all, I'd uh, I'd agree with him, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and uh, you know you touched on it as well, Steve. It's a tricky question because we are in a we are in it's a social media era. That's the era we're in where 
everyone's hyping on social media every every anywhere anything you put any knockout you will go viral and it's just you put pressure on yourself naturally anyway through social media but um going to the question it is it is too much pressure yeah i do believe it is i i i do believe it is too much pressure but it kind of comes with it with this with the era that we're in if that makes sense yeah, John, if you, yeah, I, I, I agree. I agree. It's, and it doesn't do any help either, does it? You know, if say you've been hyped up, hyped up, and then you go into an eight rounder against the Georgian guy who doesn't want to be stopped, and you don't look a million dollars, suddenly you're overhyped, and and you're crap. Yeah, that's if, right. If your promoter had never said it in the first place, it would have just been another eight round fight, another win on the record, and on to the next one. But instead, people go over it with a fine tooth comb, don't be looking for looking for faults. And suddenly, if, if you get boosted up to that point, it puts expectations on what you should do to all these guys. You know, and if you don't live up to the expectations that someone who's never had a fight in my life looks on Boxtrek and says, Oh, you should stop this guy in three rounds, you're a bum. Yeah, it, yeah. I think by boosting them up and saying we're gonna be a world beat, it has, actually has an opposite effect. And get some turned into bums if you don't do what people expect. Yeah, I think a, a perfect example of that, like, is um, Dennis McCann against Baluta. Yeah, he looks he looked phenomenal for I don't know how many fights he's had ten, and you know what he looked amazing putting people out when he was early days, and uh, he had a subpar performance, and everyone saying, "Oh, he's a hype job. He's not going to do this. He's not going to do that." Just because of one bad performance, and suddenly all the other good performances go down. It uh, goes out the window, and obviously, I, I don't. It's not fair at all, really, is it? So then, the question is: I mean, the answer to the question is yes. Yeah, it's, it's it's not fair, is it? The the pressure on the up and coming prospects. We want to. See, we should. We should be encouraging people coming through, like like Dennis. He's only young. We should be encouraging him, and not like trying to drag him down. Yeah. yeah. Brilliant. Round four, and your final topic here, Samira. You want to talk about drug testing? Um. And what Matchroom are doing with his Vada style testing, I believe. Yeah, I just, do you know what? I just wanted to give the the props like uh, John did with Gen the Jennings gym. I think it's amazing what Matchroom are doing. You know, they're testing not even just at, at top level, they're testing every single one of their shows. So, hats off to Eddie Hearn and Matchroom Boxing for doing. Is it Vada testing? That they, they They've got their own agency and that style of same as Vada. It's very similar to what Vada test, isn't it, John? Oh, is that it? Yeah, yeah drug-free sport they use. Drug-free sport they use. So how are they going to test the fighters now? Like, for example, say someone who's just signed up to Matchroom now, how would how would that how would they get tested? Is it well, just in co in competition when they're in competition? I'm guessing it's going to be. I think is that right, John? Have you been read? I've I've been reading up on. I think so. I, I struggle with all these drug testing agencies. I, I know you should probably be more up on it than we are, but. It's just mind-numbing, isn't Mom. it? It's, it's, there's so many different agencies, so many different procedures, so many different sets of rules and regulations. Who recognises who? It, it's all a complete mess. Yeah. For one and thing, you will say, like, agree with Sammy, for catching people. Like, we yeah, had Sammy, that, uh, Camille Sokolovsky, the heavyweight, got caught today and has been banned for three years. So tests are being flagged up more and more. But... Um, there was an interesting case. I'm not going to give the name here. Um... Now, they, is, Samir might correct me on, on this. He might have been tested. Have you ever been tested, Samir, by Vada? I haven't, no. I no, haven't right. Enough. I'm told Vada do absolutely no testing with four and six-round fighters. About 
three months ago, drug tester walked into an away dressing room, went to one fighter, and he failed a drug test. It hasn't come out yet, his name, so I'm not going to start saying it on here. So there you go. So someone has obviously been tipped off what he was up to. They, they ignored every fight. I know one person was in that dressing room who told me exactly what happened. So yeah, look, I, I just think it's right. I think it's absolutely rife in the sport still. Um, and I just think that the money's got to be found to have people. I mean, what Matchroom are doing, as you say, for you know, fair play that people are being caught. But I think there's got to be more testing at all levels of boxing, not just the big money fights where there's in competition testing. But that's me. Yeah, yeah. I just look. I just think it's disgusting, really, because I, everyone is aware of the dangers of boxing and what it can cause. And if people are going out of the way just to, so they can get an edge on someone like that, like not thinking about the consequences, and I think it's disgusting. And people, people who get caught should have a more severe consequence if you ask me it's, it's, it's not there's no place for it in boxing you're not you're not doing a 100 meter sprint or throwing a shot pot you're punching people in the face it's as dangerous as it is now and as it is already and people who want to take drugs it's just it's a joke really yeah you know what you sh you shouldn't give props to him but at least Kamil Sosonowski admitted he was at it so. <laughs> <laughs> no one else is he's the first one to say yeah hands up you dummy I'm retiring I'll give up yeah. the first one ever you know you should give him his license back for admitting it <laughs> <laughs> they, might, they might do the board <laughs> right John round five Ward Levy Adelaide and the mess it's become yeah, maybe mess is the wrong word because them two lads, it's been built up and they're both going to get a lot of attention, I assume a few more quid. But God, he's dragged on, hasn't it? You know, if this was a mandated fight, for, for, I believe the negotiations were torture. Um, then we had the farce at the Fury and Garnu press conference with uh, one of Adelaide's, what do we call them? Entourage. Putting that left hook on Wardley. Wardley gets a cut eye and a cut chin. And will he be able to spar? Will the fight get delayed? Now the British title's off the line because they're fighting in Saudi Arabia. So if Adelaide wins, does Wardley keep the belt? Is he still the champion even though he's been done off Adelaide? It's... I mean, maybe yeah, maybe Messi's a bit harsh because every little incident has just ramped up the interest in it, hasn't it? And that's what I assume it's all been intended to do. But... I just wish it, but they're not novice heavyweights, but it's a British heavyweight title fight. I remember back in the day we had Pele Reid against Julius Francis. That was a proper British title fight. The two fellas signed the contract, got in the ring and had a fight, and that was it. And I just wish, until they get to world level, it was just toned down a little bit. Yeah. Prove yourself at British level, and then you deserve the hype and the attention. You know what, what does it with this fight? What's the biggest shame of this fight? Look, I understand why... Fury and Nganu are boxing in Saudi Arabia because that's where the money's in. And absolutely, as we say on there, good luck to them for all the money they're making. It's an hard enough sport. I'm sure if there was an eight stone Nganu, it was big and they and, and Samir was offered the fight in Saudi, he'd be there tomorrow to fight him. But what well, the worst thing with this fight is um, that it's going to go under the radar in Saudi Arabia because yeah, of, it's all about the Fury fight. With the build-up and the nastiness has been and the left hook being delivered on um, Wardley last week, imagine that fight if it had been in London now at Wembley. 
It was headlining at Wembley. It would have captured people because of what had happened in the build-up. The build-up, the needle would have continued all week and it would have done great viewing figures. Instead, it's going to be a loss on a pay-per-view that a lot of boxing fans who, who aren't going to buy. It's going to be more your general public. It'll do very well, that fight. But it's general public and not hardcore boxing fans who won't really be watching that fight unless they got a dodgy box. <laughs> what do you think of Wardley Ad Adelaide, um, Samir? And do not say you've got a dodgy box because Sky TV will be around your house and they'll have you put in prison by December no 9th. Comment, no comment, no comment, <laughs> no comment, no comment. That's how we go, no comment. So tell us, about, uh, how do you see the fight? Do you, do you follow the heavyweights that much, these, these guys? Yeah, of course. I watch everything boxing. Me, I love it. Um, the like the fight, obviously, it's it's a good fight, and, and like you said, they're kind of robbing the British public and there from from watching it. Like it will the the beef now, so called beef, the mess, whatever you want to call it, is it's hyped the fight up even more, and it's gonna get lost in Saudi Arabia, kind of thing. The actual fight, Wardley, I don't know, is is it's another fifty fifty if you ask me. Uh, Wardley, I believe, as he come from um, a lot of white collar fights, is yeah. he's had no fights and his white collar. I don't know too much about Adelaide. I don't know how his amateur career was, but he's a power puncher himself. And in the heavyweight division, it only takes one, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, you know what? I'm not even going to sit on the fence here, and I might upset John. I'm all over Wardley for this fight. I fancy him massively. I remember Phil. I, Phil. Um. I, anyway. I don't know. I Are you on the fence as well, John, with Samir? Yeah, I think Adelaide's, Adelaide's improved and he's he's a clever guy, Adelaide, when you speak to him. He, he's smart. Um, I, I'm undecided on it. I'm undecided. I just wonder if Adelaide might be a little bit hyped up by it. And Wardley's been on big stages, hasn't he? And yeah. Maybe that might come into it. But Raw, that's, what, that's what I'm edging towards as well. I think the experience on the big stages, I'm leaning towards Wardley. If, if he... If you had a gun to my head, to my head and you said you have to pick a winner, I'd, I'd edge towards Wadler. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting that you two are quite close. But um, what I was going, Phil Williams. That I was I always asked journeyman about fighters. I think I said to you earlier, and um, Steve Jackson said to me on Saturday night he, that Samir was a good kid. And I always asked journeyman. I was speaking to Phil Williams the other week. He's had forty fights, and I said, "Who's the best you fought?" And he said, "Ain't just the best I fought. The only man that truly hurt me." was Fabio Wardley. Yeah. Wow. You know, it was when them sort of guys say it, a journeyman says it, like that, who's been in with everybody, you you know, you tend to listen. You know? Yeah. Anyway, final round, we're staying with the heavyweights, and um, the juggernaut, Joe Joyce against Zhang in their rematch this weekend. I, for the, I don't know, you guys might, dis I don't know why they've gone down this route. Why? I don't, I'm sure that it's not something Frank Warren would have been pushing for, but it seems that Team Joyce have gone down this, this, this way to have this rematch. And I just don't make any case for him at all winning this fight at the rematch. And with, 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 with his age, you know, a second heavy defeat for Zhang. And I really think it is the last road trip for the juggernaut because he will be so far down the pecking order, he wouldn't even be seen as a serious challenger if he was offered a voluntary defence. Uh, I just think it's a, this, they shouldn't have gone down this road and I don't see how it's going to end any differently for Joe Joyce this time. You look like you might disagree there, John. No, I'm just trying to think my way through it. I don't think it's as far gone a conclusion as that. Really? I, you've got to pick Zang because of the way the first fight went. But my memories of that fight were, I've not watched it back, but 
Joyce was starting to get motoring a little bit. It looked like he'd solved it a little bit. And Zhang's an old man as well. And maybe he was feeling the pace. And Joyce got nothing right. He couldn't do anything, could he? He was completely lost. Maybe it may just take a couple of small adjustments for Joyce to make a big difference in the fight. I, I, I just I don't think it'll be as one-sided. You've got to put Zanga's favourite, but I don't think it'll be quite the beating he was if he does win. It wouldn't surprise me if Joyce made a couple of changes and outlasted him. But I've, you've got to back Zang, but I don't think it'll be as clear-cut as the first one. How do you yeah. see it, Samir? Um... Do you know what? I just see uh, Nova Zhang win. I think uh, Joe Joyce relied a lot on his punch resistance and it looked like he just got old overnight, really, and he was just unable to take a punch. And you do tend to see that in fighters. You get a little bit older, you get towards the back end of the career. And with someone like Joe Joyce, he relies on it so much. His punch resistance, like he takes the punches, he walks forward, he takes the punches, he's walking forward until... Until his opponents like fatigued and almost mentally fatigued, and then he starts pulling it on him and usually takes him out. But I think, like I said, he looked old. It looked like he's gone old overnight. And can you take the? Can you take a punch anymore? I I doubt it. I think uh, I think Zhang again. I think he'll. Uh, I think he'll stop him. Yes. Yeah, be... yeah I, you, you can't argue with it at all. But he. They'd got no southpaw preparation first time, did they? So no. assuming he's done it, that's all he's done. Well, I hope to God that's all he's done. So it, there's got to be natural improvements just from that. I'm not sure everyone was saying he was too he was too light, wasn't he? I'm not sure exactly how much no. how yeah, much difference yeah. that'll make. But if he's just been working southpaw, you're gonna see an improvement. Yes, so you're right about that. You're right about that, John. But they are just they're factors and the little little factors. What we saw was different. They're like they're all. They're all what ifs, really, in it. But I think even you'll agree that kind of Joe Joyce, he look, he didn't look oh, himself. Yeah. Maybe he's got a bit older, and and uh, Zhang probably the favourite in that one. That's right. And not, you know, you... surprise, he's got old, is it? God, yeah, it's not. I was just going to say that that amateur career, that amateur yeah. career was it. It was just fighting WSB fight after WSB fight. It was just years at the highest level. Quite incredible. Yeah. And you know what? No, he, I, I don't think he'll win. I'd love him to win. And you cannot, if you know Joe at all, you cannot dislike him. One iota. Just a brilliant yeah. athlete. Everything he's ever done in sports, swimming, athletics, rugby, he's excelled at. He must be one of those guys who just t can take up a sport and pick it up, it up in five minutes. Brilliant. Well, I hope it's a good fight because um, I'm going down myself. I'm going to go down and watch that. So get Steve oh, talking. Ticket to a ringside one. Tell him to ring Eddie and sign out. Uh, Steve will sort you out, mate. So what's about, so, <laughs> is there anyone else you're going down for on that bill? Is it just to go and see the, the heavyweights? Yeah, yeah. I thought, you know what? I, I trained a lot for my last fight, so I'm just going to enjoy myself. I was more just to chill out a little bit and uh, watch the heavyweights. Yeah, that's all. Well, yeah. Should, we, should we give VIP fighter a shout out with Kane Gardner fighting Pierce yeah, Of course. Yeah. Um, Trains down the road for me. When I do my running round Drawsden, I've, I've said, I often see Kane. He never stops, just says hello, Steve, and runs past me. Yeah, yeah. Kane, Kane Gardner <laughs> against Pierce O'Leary on that fight. Is it, is it a WBC international, I think, John, isn't it? Yeah, some, in, some uh, international title. International it's a big chance title. for Kane, isn't it? Because Pierce big, is hot at the minute. Big chance for Kane, and Pierce is a very good fighter. I'll tell you what, if Kane comes through that, he is for real. 
So, yeah, good luck to Kane Gardner. And also, um, let's not forget, there's a VIP show in Liverpool Saturday. Um, Brandon Dale's on it. And the guy who stepped up to the plate to take him on doesn't turn down anybody. He's a man who's just shared the ring with you. Um, it's Steve Jackson going six rounds with him. Right, I know that. I, I like, uh, I think, uh, what's he, Brandon Dio, I think he's a really good fighter, so best of luck. To That's Steve. all that thing cost, he actually gets in the <laughs> ring. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's there, he's there, he's, this is as, if it, oh, if this one fell apart from him after the last one, I don't know what, and it could be, there could be, we'll know in the next day or so, something quite big for him in December, so we'll see. And also, Paddy Lacey on that, he fights only a four-rounder because he's in a, a, a bigger fight next month for a century but he's fighting a Polish guy called Adam Cieslak, who's a bit of a slow starter, but once he gets in his strides, a handful. Um, so that could be a good fight. But anyway, Samir, thanks for coming on, um, albeit short notice and a week earlier than we planned. It was lovely to have you on, and now we've, we've had you on once. You have to, you, you get brought back twice and three times, and you'll be sick uh -huh. of the sight of us anyway. Oh, no, never. Thanks for having me on. Look, Thanks. it's good for myself getting myself out there. Just make sure the, the title Steve Woods is favourite. Yeah, <laughs> all right. Steve Woods' favourite fighter is, is, is been our guest tonight, Samir Aftab. <laughs> so, uh, one of some Steve Woods' other favourites, John Evans has also been with us. You know me. I don't know where I am with Steve. Depends what work I've done for him making matches and <laughs> whether I've got anyone beaten. Um, but there you go. Well, I haven't got, I haven't got his favourite fighter beaten yet, and I never will do. <laughs> Five mile away. John, John, John's, John's his second favorite. <laughs> yeah, favorite. <laughs> Fellas, thanks very much for joining us and thanks very much, everybody, for um, watching or listening. Thank you. For all boxing info, news, and latest interviews, amateur and pro across and off, click and subscribe. VIP boxing promotions. Also, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook.